What's up? It's Wavy. This is the Why We Create Podcast. Another interview today with MC Pat. Talking about his upbringing in the Bay. Doing his graffiti. He also did the promo graffiti that you've seen on YouTube if you haven't checked that out. We'll go in depth on why he creates, you know, what inspires him to create, and uh, all his strategies, his chess moves that he makes in the game. All right, let's get it. Shout out to Aviation and your drink, huh? I know. Let me know when the camera's on. Camera's on. Camera's oh, on. on? Yeah. Oh, shit. Camera the recording bro. is on. Ooh, that's a guess. Good morning, good afternoon. Yo, it's yo. It's your boy Sadal, man. We got a very special guest today, man. What's up, guys? Got your boy MC Pat in the building. Yeah, yeah. MC Pat, what's up, y'all? Yeah, but this is why we create. We smoke a good gas. We we live a good, hey man, and we live in that keeping it keto. You know what I'm saying? But we'll get to that later, man. Hey, so how you doing today, Pat? Chilling, bro. Kicking it back with a couple of homies. You know what I mean? Working on some music a little bit. We kicking back, man. We having fun. We drinking. Hell yeah, yeah. Get some of that that wood right there. Right on, bro. Appreciate yeah, it. man. So MC Pat, known him for a few years. Great artist, you know, he's a very diverse artist. He he does a lot of different things and not just rap, you know what I'm saying? We'll get into that. Um, but you know, where do you come from? Where where's your hometown? Hometown is basically San Francisco, California. Specifically representing San Mateo. Shout out the Bay. The whole peninsula. Shout out to the Bay Area. So but now we out here in Long Beach. Been out here for two years. Yeah, we in Long Beach today. But. So um <coughs> What was your first like inspiration, you know, first listen? What was your first music you were listening to the first. in the Bay? And have you lived, a couple questions right here. Mm. Have you lived in the Bay most of your life? And of course, you're going to school now down Southern California. Right. But, you know, did you move or mm-hmm. was it always, you know, San Mateo area? Right. So basically growing up, always San Mateo. That's growing up there since I was, you know, one years old. Until 21 years old, moved out here to Long Beach two years ago, and now we're just kicking out here and uh, working on the music scene out here and just trying to hit the stages and uh, working on a couple of projects, man. Oh, yeah, that's what's up, man. So, um, so like I said, you answered that first question, but what's this? Okay. What was that? What was your favorite artist and like what really kind of inspired you to start rapping and shit? Well, I'm shoot. looking straight at this. No, you get yeah, yeah. Well, shoot. When I was, uh, <laughs> what got me into hip hop, like real hip hop, was when I was a younger kid. Really I must have been in like first grade. Walked into my cousin's room and he was slapping that X gonna give it to you. He gonna <laughs> give it to you. Yeah. I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? 
I was like, damn, like, I don't know, like eight. So nine that DMX, years old, man. That DMX. And then I was like, yo, my cousin, he was older, you know, so he made me a little CD, took it home. Moms wasn't feeling it, you know what I mean? Because. Yeah, yeah. I'm How young, old were I'm you? Again? I was probably like nine or, you know, nine, something like yeah. that. So, you know, your parents are always looking at you like, you can't be listening to all this shit. So. DMX. But what got me really into rap, rap was. Man, I started writing lyrics in like fifth grade, you know what I mean? So, man, I don't even know like what was the first inspiration, but I wrote my first song with my brother and one of my best friends growing up in fifth grade. And uh, that was the beginning of it all, you know? So I was like 11 years old, I'm 23 now. So it's been a while, but I don't know what inspired us, but we were, I was always been a hip hop head, you know? So. So any other genres that you listen to or was it always hip hop? No, I listened to, uh, well, I play classical piano music as well. So I played a piano. Damn, man of many talents, man. You know what man I mean? Uh, I love R&B. You know, anything from Boys to Men, Jodeci, D'Angelo, yeah, yeah. all the way to Sade. You know, you got Soul. You know, you got Funk. You know, I fuck with Isaac Hayes, the Delphonics, the Temptations even a little bit, Marvin Gaye. You know what I mean? Everything, man. But mm, hip-hop mm. all the way, though. I'm a hip-hop head 24-7, seven days a week. But you also, would you say you don't like the hip-hop of today or i wouldn't say that i dislike it i would just say that i gotta filter out a lot of the music that i listen to from this yeah. generation i mean the, there's so you know many I mean? artists too now it's yeah. crazy you always gotta be a you know you gotta soak up the game you know what i mean you gotta see what people are doing out there because music Word. is like history you know if you don't know your history exactly. you're gonna repeat it right Word. so you gotta know who's out there who's doing what so uh when did you actually start thinking about, you know, I'm just rapping? Like, you were always writing and rapping. Did you ever think you were going to keep um, making music, like, seriously? Or were you doing it more just, you you just love the craft, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, it's a little bit of both, to be completely honest. You know, I love the craft, but I'm very serious about it. So, I don't rap, I don't make music for money. I don't make music for fame. I don't do it for none of that. I do it because I love the game of hip-hop. You know what I mean? I love being a lyricist. That's I love being up. a poet. And I love writing music. You know what I mean? That's my. That's some shit that it's I can always all fall back on. You know what I mean? So I just love art. You know what I mean? So that's exactly. all it is. Yeah, and also you do graffiti as well. Yes, you tag. Yeah, graffiti I've also did since I was in fifth, fourth grade, actually. Graffiti started off with graffiti first, probably, and then rapping. Oh, okay. So, okay. So what? What? who put you on a graffiti and like... So graffiti, the, my first, very first encounter with graffiti was the first time I actually went, like, I remember being in the city, like in San Francisco as a little, little kid, you know what I mean? Just walking around and, you know, driving along the highways and you see these graffiti artists and you're, or just graffiti, you see tags and you're like, yo, how do these people do that? You know, or like, how yeah, does this dude get on top bro, of that stairs, like, you know, on top of that tower or something, you know? So I was probably like third or fourth grade and. I was like, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. So let me go and give it a try. And, you know, I went home and I tried, I failed, tried, you failed. And then you start going, you know, you start going back on the streets. You start looking at what other people are doing. You start soaking that up and you go home and you just add your little twist to it. And little by little, you're learning here and there. And it, re it wasn't really until my seventh grade where my teacher for language arts and English back in middle school, he was a graffiti artist and a rapper. No way. Yeah, this dude was dope as fuck. Shout out to One Word, by the way, who just linked me up on stage in Redwood City. 
and he came through and we did a piece in my backyard. We threw up a couple burners. So shout out to one word. Shout but, out. Yeah. So I remember we were in like seventh grade. I was in seventh grade. And uh, during the breaks, he would be teaching me or giving me like graffiti lessons. But it wasn't like, you know, I was paying him or nothing. Yeah. It was more just like he knew I did graffiti. And I would ask him questions like, yo, how do you do your 3Ds? How do you do your point perspective? You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? How do you do your fill? You know, how do you get wild style? And shoot, to be completely honest, he will laugh if you heard this, but I actually failed that class, but I, I straight up did. But I felt like I walked away with a PhD in hip hop. So yeah. word up, you know what I mean? Hey, so you learned something. Yeah, exactly. So Definitely, he was an influential person when it came to graffiti. You know what I mean? He definitely gave me the alphabet, and I started making my own words, you know what I mean? But my own style and my own flavor to it, so. Were you uh, were you just uh, drawing first, and then? Yeah, so you, you, I wasn't painting the streets at first, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. At first, when I first started doing graffiti, it was all paper and pencil. Then, as it, when I got you know a little bit better, I hit up the streets a couple of times here and there. A couple of my friends got rap, stopped doing it for a while. You know, and then Damn. once in a while I would go back and just do something. But now, these last couple of years, three years, I've been more serious about the paint, but I've been doing legal pieces. Yeah. So I'm more about the legal shit nowadays, you know, I and feel I can't you. afford to be getting wrapped up. So. Did you ever have some crazy shit that went down? Mm. I read away from, you know, just either police or pedestrians, you know, running by yelling at me and shit like that. Yeah, like, but hey, nothing really crazy. Nothing really crazy, though. Yeah, nothing really crazy. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I've been lucky. Some of my other friends, though, not so lucky, you know what I mean? Damn. How long would you get locked up for doing that shit? It just depends on how much graffiti like, you've done, how much work they have on you. If your name is famous ringing around town and they know they can link you to a bunch of other, you know, vandalism, then you're going to get a, either a bigger fine or jail time. You know what I mean? Yeah, so definitely. They wouldn't have that for me because I wasn't out there like that. But I've been always drawn in my pen and pad. And I still paint, you know what I mean, nowadays. So you just got to keep the practice going. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what else did you do as a kid other than you were rapping, you were Rapping. I, I was skateboarding too, like, for a long time. You were skateboarding too? Yeah, hey. I grew up skateboarding when I was like seven years old. You That's know what I mean? That's what's up, Yo, right man. Here, Same here, man. Blunt, bro. Yeah, I started skateboarding when I was like, I'm going to roll something up. I started skateboarding when... I was like seven years old, man, and playing baseball a lot. I played a lot of sports. Played baseball, football in the streets with my friends, a lot yeah. of basketball in the parks. You know what I mean? So, But baseball was the main sport and a lot of skateboarding. And uh, just kicking it with my friends, you know what I mean? Going, so baseball was yeah. that main sport? Baseball was the main sport for a little while. Yeah, I feel you. you know I did so I mean? many sports as well, man. So. Yeah, love sports, you know yeah. what I mean? So keep you in shape you yeah know? exactly you know and now teaching, teaching you values of life too that you can't get you know in some places yeah yeah i mean you learn you know a lot of I mean? shit because there's politics too in sports yeah, as well you know exactly you learn a lot of different life lessons yeah hell yeah man so um now so you went to long beach state were right. you going to did you go straight from high school or were you did nah. you go to community for a little bit and then you went over yeah so i went to csm you know, uh, College of San Mateo. I did yeah. that for three years. Um, I got an AA over there. And then now I just transferred over to Long Beach State, and I'm about to finish up my last semester right now. So I'm about to graduate in the fall. And uh, what is your major? Major is accounting. You got to yeah. learn that business side oh, of things, shit. you know what I mean? Man, getting technical. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a lot, actually a crossroad in my life because I'm thinking, you know, should I go to school for music or should I go to school for something else? Right. And I took a long thing, you know what I mean? I just sat home for a couple of days and I was thinking about it and I just said, you know, 
why I put all my eggs in one basket, you know? I could, I've been doing music my whole life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And music might not turn out the way it does, you know? So let me get a backup plan and do music at the same time. And that's what I've been doing, you know? I've been going to school, I've been making music. I plan to make music forever, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Definitely, bro. I feel you, man. You, It's good learning a skill, you know what I'm saying? Because you can always still make music, you know yeah. what I mean? So. Exactly. But you also, you know, you got to balance yeah. it all. Yeah. Another thing yeah. is, I don't know if I'd be doing the type of music I'd want to be doing if I went to school for music, you know yeah. what I mean? If I'm going to do, like, music production or something like that, you know, I'm going to be stuck working on somebody else's craft or craft for homework versus, you know, craft that I want to work for myself, you yeah. know? Like, I'm a rapper, you know what I mean? That's That's it, point blank, period, so... And you also play chess as well, too. I do love to play chess. Yeah, that's another thing that I've been doing that for like four or five years. The game of chess is great. Teaches you a lot of things, you know what I mean? But teaches you to stay one step ahead, you know what I mean? So and that's what you got to do in life, you know what I mean? So, so uh, when did you put out your first project? My first project I put out when I was 18. Yo, hold on, guys. What's up? My phone has got a temperature. It's, it's too hot. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. So stop? Oh, we back in this bitch, yeah. So, um, what were you saying about that one time there was like a a bomb at your school or some shit? Oh, like yeah, back when I was a freshman in high school, back at Hillsdale High School, man. That's crazy. Um, some dude came in with some pipe bombs, a fucking ninja sword, and a chainsaw, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, imagine, you know, freshman in high school, it's your first couple of days of school, and next thing you know, you're evacuating. We all went to another school up campus, you know, we're all walking out, and we're all here, and, you know, this dude blew up a bomb in our school. And my brother happened to be in the hallway where it pretty much happened. Luckily, it wasn't a big-ass bomb. It was just some, you know, small-ass, dinky-ass pipe bomb. You know what I mean? So everyone <laughs> yeah, ran out. Yeah, it was crazy, man. And what did he want? He just wanted vengeance on the teachers? Yeah, he just had, you know, he was just a salty-ass motherfucker. You know what I mean? He just had some beef with some of the teachers. You know what I mean? So he tried to walk up in and uh, thought he was slick. But, you know, he got his ass ransacked. So. Yeah, some school shooter shit. He had a samurai sword, I think, right? Yeah, he had a samurai sword and a chain. So he came in with a guitar case. You know what I mean? So Ooh, that's a, that's a slippery thing. It was so weird ass shit, man. I remember I was in PE too, so your boy had his gym clothes on. I can't even go back to get my regular clothes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm stuck the whole weekend with no wallet, no phone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Damn. That was a crazy experience. Yeah, you just had to dip out of there. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's weird, you know, you never really think that shit can happen to you until it really happens to your school. You know, luckily no one got killed, but yeah. it could have been a lot worse, you know what I mean? He really wanted to do something. And then you used to have those subs in your car too? Yeah. <laughs> bro, all went all around with the subs, man. The digital designs, yo. The Me digital brother, designs, yeah, man. around slapping and stuff. What would you be slapping? What was the artist? Some old school live wire, definitely. Some new school live yeah. wire, you know what I mean? Uh... Some DB the General, you know what I mean? Some Mac Dre, some of the Jacka, you know, everything, man. Like some E40 even up in the trunk, always. You're going to have some, you know, some of that mob figures, the Hustler, you know. You know, just whatever slaps, you know what I mean? Yeah. JT. JT the bigger figure, <laughs> hell yeah. Definitely, man. All the old school stuff. There's a lot of old school Bay Area music that, you know, people don't really know about, like, shit, like... Put them on, put the like people on. People like Five, you know what I mean? UDI, you know what I'm saying? Coognut, RBL Posse, San Quinn, Messy Marv, 
You know what I mean? All those people, man. Shit. UNLV, Ballhead Rig, that motherfuckers go, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of underground hidden gems in the Bay Area that not a lot of people know about. And they won't understand it unless that they're from there, you know what I mean? So Definitely. Yeah, Such whatever. a unique I'm sound, you know. I'm good, I'm rolled this up. Yeah. You wanna get that? Yeah. So. Hey, actually, let's go back to uh your first project. You said it was like right. when you were eighteen. Yeah, I was eighteen years old. And uh, it was just called the MC Pat LP. I've been working on it my whole entire high school life. So on that project, MC Pat LP, Damn. you hear a lot of music from me from when I was like, what, like 13 to 17, you know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of different different versions of me on that out al- on that yeah. mixtape, not album, but it was a mixtape, you know what I mean? So and then literally, yeah, so that project was cool. I had my homie, shout out young Chris the Kid on that project, my homie Dom. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him out there in Oregon. They're both holding it down. I had my homeboy Paulo Pilo on that. Shout out to him too. Andrew Ho also shout another out. one of my close homies. Shout, shout out, out to the all homies, them folks. Man. And also shout out to Ben for shooting all the music videos for that first project. He done shot like three music videos for me. Uh, MC Pat in my lifetime. There was the one keeping it real. And the message. He so he he was we were we were all putting in work for the cause. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, hold up, hold up. This is the point I knew I was way too faded. <laughs> and it's not because I was, like, drinking too much. I had just a little something to drink. No, it's because I was on this fucking diet, keto. Yeah, go look that shit up because the boy MC Pack got me on it. You know, I lost a few pounds, but, man, that shit, that shit had me passing out, bro. So I had to stop that. But, uh, yeah, here's the interview. You're Alright, we back. We back up in the building. Sean had to step out real quick. He had um some business to tend to. So right. El, El Raquito is here. El Raquito. <laughs> El Raquito. So what were we talking about, man? Shit. Um <laughs> No, hold on. They don't want baller talk. They don't want baller talk. Wait. Y'all were talking about that damn the MC Pat LP. The MC Pat LP. No. My first mixtape. That, but we were talking about that off the record. We got to talk about that still. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Low-key, we were talking about that bomb shit still, yeah? No, no. We, we passed through that. Yeah? Yeah, we passed through the bomb shit. All right. <coughs> <coughs> but that shit was crazy. That shit was fucking shit crazy, was crazy, though. Hell yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I remember. I wanted to ask you about the yeah. MC Pat LP. I wanted to ask you. Because you said some of those songs were from when you were like 13 or some shit. Yes, yeah, sir. So, like... You recorded them hoes at 13? Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy. Recorded about 13 at Studio B. Jada's. You know what I'm saying? That's my homie. Shout out to B. Jada, by the way. He was also on that mixtape, MC Pat LP. Shout out to B. Jada. He was actually the first person to hook me up with studio time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, so when I was like 13 years old, to actually, when I was younger than that. I was like 11 years old. I was running through this complex building one day with my homies. Mm-hmm. You know, we were smoking these complexes and shit, you know, and chill, run away. Anyway, so one day I'm chilling. I see dude in his garage bumping out beats and shit. He's got a booth in there. So you didn't even so, know him. I didn't even know him, but oh, then shit. but I recognized his face. So then one day I'm in front of the liquor store. We always used to post up, you know, just mini mart back in the day. 
You know what I'm saying? So we chilling over there, and I see him walk out of the liquor store. I'm with a couple of my friends. I'm like, yo, are you that guy who has that little studio over there in the garage? He's like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to record a song. Like, can you make that happen for me? He's like, yep, you got a beat? I was like, yeah, I got a beat. He's like, all right, well, come through. I charge like, you know, 20 bucks an hour or something like that. And yeah, I said, all right, bet, easy. Let's do it. <laughs> so I, you know, came through. I was like 13, 14 years old, and that was the first time I ever like dropped the track over there. And then ever since then, it was, you know, Dundadas, you know what I mean? Just. I'll be there like every other weekend making a track. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but before then, you was already rapping. You was already freestyling. You already was sharpening rapping. your sword. So what happened was I didn't start. So writing. you was ready, yeah? right? Yeah, but I started first writing lyrics without a beat. Right. The first Same. time I was writing lyrics was with no beat, no Same. instrumentals, all like poetry. You know what I mean? It wasn't until it was crazy. Like I remember, I got well. <coughs> Uh, my cousin, my older cousin, gave me a DR Groove. It's an old drum machine. It's like from the yeah, 80s yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I would make little beats off of that. And I would try to rap to those as instrumentals, but I wasn't really making dope instrumentals. But it wasn't until the first time I got rapped, like smoking weed, you know what I mean, with the cops, with me, my brother, and a couple of friends when I was like 12, 13 years old, that I wrote my first track on an instrumental. You know what I mean? It was kind of like this... You know, I was because I was pissed. You know what I mean? I was hella heated as a little kid, frustrated. So I had to put it on wax. I was like, it's, you know, what I'm saying from that, like it's, you know, it's got to get out of my notebook. You know what I mean? It's got to go on wax. You know, so I wrote like a three verse big ass song, and you know, from there it was just, it was all over, man. And I just kept on doing it. Yeah, there, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how long did it take you to keep recording? Like, was the process stretched out? Yeah, so so what happened was my homeboy Paulo. <coughs> Excuse me. No, you guys. My homeboy Paulo, who I grew up with, uh, he also started to make music at that time, and I was like, "Yo, I'm going to the studio right down the street from our house too." Like he lived around the corner too. So one day he came through with me, and we recorded a track there, and I introduced him to BJ to, and you know we ended up you know always going over mm-hmm. there and fucking with him, and he ended up putting us on his project, a couple of his projects. We Damn. put him on our projects and. Next thing you know, like, you know, we're making projects and shit. So, well, mostly Paulo and Jada and I would do a couple of tracks on the projects here and there. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was just a wonderful thing to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, you know, music being made. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I don't know if you might have said this earlier, but how old? Was he older than y'all or how much older? Yeah, he was older. I forget how much older he is than me, but, yeah. I, he, you know, he's solid like 10, 11 years, you know, 12, I think. Maybe, so he saw like, he saw the potential then for sure. Well, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was we looked up to him. You yeah, know, he yeah. was somebody who had already been in the game for a lot longer than right, us. Right, right, right. And he'd already, like, established himself. So, you know, we we were trying to, you know, learn through him. You it's know always I mean? good to have that, man. Yeah. A lot of these young niggas these days ain't got no OGs. Yeah, exactly. So, you yeah. know what I mean? It's always good to have OGs to really get you grounded. Hell yeah. Like you said about history. Mm-hmm. Niggas, if you don't know your history, you don't know, how, you don't know your future. Media, you it's just a matter of time. Future engines. Yeah. <laughs> so after the MC Pat LP, right away, like, Two, three, no, three, four months later, me and my homeboy Paulo, who I had put on that project, we made a mixtape. We made a mixtape together. You know what I mean? So, I remember it was like winter break, bro. Like, you know, we get out of school. <coughs> my dude Paulo had like eight beats lined up, and every day, man, I shit you not, in the morning, bro, we woke up at like eight, nine in the morning. We used to smoke a blunt, go up in his little basement room, and we used to just slap the first beat that came on. And we just started writing, man. And we wouldn't stop until like writing until like two or three. We start recording at like three or four, you know what I mean? We mm-hmm. would finish recording the whole song by like 
seven or eight and then mix it down and we were out the studio by like 11 or 12 every night and just every day like it was we finished the whole project in a week bro it was like eight tracks and we fucked with them it wasn't like we had to take any of the tracks out you know like we wanted every single one on there we even did a video behind it and everything that's fine so that was that was a fun one man that was like actually the first project i ever did with all original beats paulo made all those beats produced by you know low dirty old dirty socks you know what i mean so and that was a lot of fun right there and then right after that Matter of fact, like two months right after that. So this is all in the same year. Like right after I turned 18. On my 18th birthday, matter of fact, I dropped my MC Pad LP March 11th. You know what I mean? So. How many tracks was on it? Like what, like 10? Cool. You know, so I dropped that. And then after that, those two projects within the same year, I'm working on my third project with my homeboy, Demo. Dom the Trojan, you know what I mean? And at that time, we would all kick it out of my house like a temple. Like, it would be Paulo there making beats, my homeboy Dom rapping, Chris rapping, Andrew rapping, me rapping. We would be in the backyard chilling, sipping beers, writing lyrics. And me and Dom, at a moment, we were just like, everyone left and we were just chilling. We were like, yo, let's make a project. Like, this next couple of days, like next week, let's do something. He's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So in like two weeks, me and this fool knocked out another project, and I had him on the MC Pad LP too. So that was some fun tracks on there too. And actually, that was the first time I ever even got into like you know singing more on a track. And Dom really was the one who opened up my mind to like trying new things with hip hop. Singing because, more, huh? Singing yeah, more. You know what I'm saying? Because like before, I would be always like hardcore hip hop. You yeah. know what I mean? And I MC Pad LP, even with Paulo shit. But with him. You know, Dominic, he's got that certain swag where it's like, you got to kind of match that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try to do, you know, my own thing with this and just explore myself. Channel you know the vibe. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that was actually a crucial project for me. You know what I mean? So That's what's up. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So one more question about mm-hmm. the MC PLP that I'm really curious about. So okay. 13 to 18, right? You're right. 10 tracks. Uh-huh. Can you break it down for me? Like the age with the tracks yeah because i'm gonna go back and listen and i I want to know for sure so if i could remember because it was a minute ago but that's my style that song came i recorded that song when i was like 13 and a half or like yeah turning like 14 years old it came i wrote it when i was like probably 13 recorded when i was like 14 what's inside of me that was like 15 years old okay um let me think about what's next uh, you don't gotta give me the whole thing okay, if you remember, no, no, but you know, represent. Me, yeah. Represent. I was like 15, 16 years old, and then um, uh, I know for a fact uh, can't fuck with the homies. Um, the song with me and Chris got it like that was when I was like seventeen, and keeping it real when I was like sixteen, and um. What else is on there? Uh, the last one, uh, respect all, trust none. That was probably when I was like seventeen. So yeah, it's okay. all range. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got a little everything. That's what's up. That's what's up. Definitely mm-hmm. gonna check that out. Y'all should definitely check that out as well. Right on, man. So yeah, after that, I mean, you came out here for school. Yeah, I mean, yeah, after, pretty after much. A while, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was one more project, and then I came out here. Right, right. I did one more. I did the compilation. That was another project that I did. The compilation. That was a compilation where I kind of tried to tie everything together between the MC Pad LP, my second project with Paulo Low, yeah. and my third project with Demo. And I basically got all of them plus my homeboy Chris plus B Jada who was running the studio, and uh, we all came through on a little project with everybody up on the tracks. You know what I mean? So I was thinking on some Wu Tang shit type of you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, let's yeah. just i'm trying to get my clan together you know what i mean so yeah. 
And that's what I did. And then I came out here. So That's fine. That's yeah. what's up. Then you came out here, went to school at mm-hmm. Long Beach State. Yeah, Long Beach State. Represent for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. Shout out to Gabe. Shout out to Gabe. Hell yeah. Hell we yeah. recorded a track up in there too. For in the sure, for sure. Yeah. Yep. yeah, we got some archives for y'all that we might mm-hmm. just let go. We got some new shit we cooking up too with some. Hell yeah. Y'all ain't ready for this shit. Yeah, bro. I ain't ready for sure. <laughs> Speaking of this, because matter of fact, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah this man. new we, shit coming I'm, through. I'm going to just say this. We, we not playing games with y'all. Mm-hmm. But we really are but playing, we really games, playing but games, we really games with y'all. But we really playing games with y'all. Oh, wavy back. We not playing games with y'all. We not playing games with y'all. Wavy back. All right. I'm going to text my girlfriend. <laughs> text that girl. I'm back in the building. Keep this shit going. Thank you, Young uh, Rocket. The man is back. Thank the you, Young back. Rocket. We back in here. Got the gas. Hello. Hey. Yo. This? So, uh, that keto, man. So, you've been on that yeah, keto man, that lifestyle, ke- yeah, man. That bro, shit that is shit. crazy, Your man. Your boy lost 30 pounds. Just look at me, bro. That's Just crazy. You know what I mean? So, two and a half months, almost running on three right now. Good amount yeah, of time. So a lot of Good amount go, of time. It's a work in progress. Like I said before, a lot more work than, you know. Um, so also you've been watching a lot of quantum physics videos, man. Yes, can sir. you elaborate on that, man? Gabe can actually elaborate a lot too with me on that one. Oh, we yeah. should have a separate podcast with me and him on this shit. Oh shit. That should definitely be done right now. <laughs> but I mean shit, just in simple terms, quantum physics is a study of everything, you know, in the universe, you know, any yeah. piece of matter. You know, that's what quantum physics basically is. And yeah. When you go down to that level, a lot of weird shit be happening, you know what I mean? So you guys weigh this blunt? Absolutely. Hold up, one second, y'all. We gotta. We gonna keep it going, but we gonna let this guy hit you up. So yeah, man. Yeah. So now that you you've been in school, you're almost about to be done. Man, this shit loud as fuck. Um. So is it hard? Like you're not sure what to pick between? Oh, that shit. That shit fire. We got the backwoods going. Um. Hard to to pick between like music and like also just like doing your career path with mm-hmm. accounting and shit like right, that. Right, right. I will see y'all later, bro. All right. All right, peace out, y'all. Peace out, player. Peace out, player. So, can I bring it back real quick? What are you saying? Uh, is it hard like picking? I know you do both, but like picking your career path and then also like still making music and then having right. time for the music right once well, you're doing that job and everything yeah see that's where i feel like the essence of life is is to be able to balance everything out yeah. you know what i mean so with me it's like Definitely. how do i make time for chess how do i make time for music how do yeah. i make time for graffiti how do i how do i make time for making beats or for playing video games or you know what i'm saying for doing other shit so i like to wake up early i like to get shit done you know what i mean and then after that, I'm chilling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like to divide my day up a little bit every day. I, I work out every day, too, you know what I mean? So, or at least I try to, but, you know what I mean? You got to moderate everything, you know? I try to spend an hour or two or three on a task a day, you know what I yeah. mean? And, you know, if, if I'm not doing that, then I'm just chilling, you know what I mean? So, that's how that's how it works with me, you know what I mean? So, But it's just a balance, you know what I mean? Definitely, you man. Have responsibilities in life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what would you say, like, give advice to people that make music that are maybe younger, 
and maybe trying to decide on what they want to do as well. I'll say make music only if you really enjoy and love making music. You know yeah. what I mean? And like you're willing to do that shit just for the love of making music. You know what I mean? Because you expect nothing out of it, then you will get everything. In my opinion, definitely, you know definitely. You gotta be man. humble. So that's just dope, man. Well, um, what inspires you to create, man? What inspires, what inspires you to keep? To create? You know, like. Man, the human race, man. That's what, honestly, oh, if you really think shit, about we it. Can because, because, you know, music is just Ooh. a platform, you know what I mean? But essentially, I want to use the music that's a platform to yeah. provide for the human race and a better good. You know what I mean? That's the essential goal, you know what Definitely. I mean? Because if at the end of the day, you have a lot of money, you have a lot, you know, you have a lot of authority, you can, you know, you have a lot of responsibility to uphold too, you know, to the society. Great power comes great responsibility. responsibility. Yes, sir. Yeah, Spider-Man, hell yeah. So. Yeah. You know, so that's how I'm viewing it. So if I get to that point, then, you know, I'm going to try to do something good with it. You know what I mean? So that's the whole purpose of my, you know, why I do music. You know what I mean? Definitely, man. So, and also, uh, you got, you've been making those PS1 beats too, man. Yes, you about to have a project coming yes, out or sir, what's good? Yeah, that's, that's a project coming out that's actually inspired by the yeah. boy B. Jada. You know what I mean? Who actually made his first project, Rap Skills, off of that game. It's a video game on the PS1 that be making beats. And that's my next project. I'm going to be fucking around with some beats. That's what's up. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Because you guys boy, check it out yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just been fucking around with it. So yeah. if you're lucky, we're going to be slapping it earlier or later. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, so yeah, we were talking about uh, um, chess before, mm -hmm. man. So what... Uh, what are the skills that makes a good chess player? The great, a great chess player, actually. Man, I'll say it like this. There's one expression <laughs> that sums this up. Chess is 1% talent and 99% hard work. You know what I mean? So it's all about what you put into it, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Which is just like life, too. You know what I mean? Like Life is like that, too. It's 1% talent, 99% hard work. If you have the talent, but you don't got the work ethic, you know what I mean? Exactly, it yeah. Could be looked at it goes as with all, waste, waste talent, all the crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if Tupac didn't have the work ethic that he had, where would he have been? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I'm not saying nothing on Tupac, but I love that <laughs> guy for real. <laughs> yeah, shout out. But. Yeah. But anyways, though, yeah. What takes a good chess player, yeah, man. So you got to have practice, but... <clears throat> You also, you don't have to be disciplined, you know what I mean? So chess is also a game. It's a psychological game, you know what I mean? So, you know, you have to keep your composure even when you're losing, you know what I mean? So you can't get all yeah. mad and frustrated and, Can't let know, the emotions, yeah, yeah mess you, up your you moves. I mean? So that's what that teaches you. And then also, you know, you got to learn from your mistakes, you know? Like winning in chess, well, losing in chess is actually like winning, you know what I mean? Because you learn from when you lose, you know what I mean? So that's how you got to take chess, you know what I mean? It's a disciplined game, so... And then there's strategy and tactics and, you know, you got to think of a plan, you know? Yeah. And uh, your character is embedded in chess, you know what I mean? The way your personality is, that's how you play chess. If you're a type of person who's really aggressive, you're going to be playing very, you know, attacking type right, of chess. Right. If you're laid back and, you know, more protective, you're going to be playing defense, you know what I mean? You're, you, you know what I mean? Uh, so that's how it is, you know what I mean? So it's all how you... Just observe, you know, your opponent. Yeah, yeah. Have you won a lot of games, or you ever do like some competitions, anything yeah, like that? Yeah, actually, uh, went to two competitions recently. Actually, this month, um, I jumped a hundred points in my rating because it's all an ELO system. It's all a rating system, so I jumped a hundred points. But uh, I went like what three wins and one loss in the last tournament, and I went two wins and two losses in the last one that I just did too. So 
I'm not doing too bad right now, man. But yeah. I'm just, you know, I just take it as a hobby and something, you know, that I just do to, uh, you know, sharpen up my mental skills, you know, because your brain is a muscle too, you know. Yeah, so, you gotta work that out. You know, you gotta work that out too. So definitely, and man. it helps because chess, you know, chess is actually science, art, and it's you know like poetry basically. I mean, you know what I mean? It's uh. You know, it's creative, you know what I mean? But it also has a science to it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's principles involved. It's not just how the pieces move, you know what I mean? There's principles to the game of chess. There's principles to life, you know what I mean? They they, they coexist with each other. That's how it's uh, that's how it's looked upon. Hell yeah. Crazy shit. Getting deep, man. Yeah, Getting man. deep into that but, chess game, man. Yeah. So as soon as I got better in chess, I got better in school, matter of fact, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I picked up a chess book. I started to read a chess book. I started to, you know, understand. More you know, focused. Just focused on, you know, reading a book, you know what I mean? And how to, like, get through understanding complicated positions and stuff. And then, you know, when you pick up another book, you're like, yo, you treat it the same way, you know? Like, you just got to get a, get through it, you know what I mean? There's only one way through it, you know? It's forward. Yeah, do you, you know? read books right now at all? Or I, no? I read a couple of books here and there when I have time. Mostly right now, it's school books, you know what I mean? Like, And when I have time, I might read something on my own. Like, uh, <clears throat> the, the Laws of Power, 40 Laws of Power, that's a great book. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good book. Um, the Autobiography, uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano, that's a, that's a dope-ass book right there. Um, just a bunch of uh, like just random stuff here yeah. and there you know like yeah. sometimes like a lot of quantum physics books you know what I mean I'm reading the holographic universe right now oh yeah so you know uh, what I mean that's a that's for a, those who uh, don't know you want to yeah. explain that to them yeah it's a, I mean well shoot it's a hard uh, idea to wrap your brain around with the holographic universe there's two there's two theories one, well, one's a theory the other one's a principle you know, you got the holographic universe theory and you got the holographic brain, you know what I mean? So, or the holonomic brain theory. Two different things. I don't know I don't know the computations to them, you know what I mean? But, yeah, that's just really good. Yeah. You, I don't know the computations, but, you know, you can try to grasp the idea. And, uh, well, the thing is, you got to know a lot of prior information to really understand what they're saying. But if I could sum it up, basically, you can look at the universe as a two-dimensional projection of what we see as a, you know what we see in 3d you know what i mean um they found uh evidence that black holes when an, uh when any matter passes the event horizon of a black hole the event horizon is like the surface before it reaches the moment of singularity singularity is where you know that black holes shred everything into you know bits and pieces so when particles or information passes through that surface area um, the black hole kind of you know um stores that information kind of like what a computer would do in a way you know so an information inside of the black hole is information that's outside of the black hole and uh, yeah it's it's very interesting and very crazy uh to think about it's all theories though you can't take it for a fact yeah. but it's just something for food for thought you know what i mean it, to me it's more of a spiritual like type of uh, understanding deeper understanding for life type thing you know what i mean so that's all that is you know but yeah yeah, yeah. hell yeah so yeah shit still rolling that wood or we uh yeah I mean I'm down you wanna match a little you wanna throw a little something up on here or what let's get it don't do uh drugs kids what's up I said don't do drugs kids just uh stick to the nah man smoking a little bit weed when you're done hey when you're done with your homework you can smoke weed that's my (laughs) you know what I mean when did uh you first start smoking uh, I started smoking well the first thing I smoked was like probably a Swisher when I was like a little kid like 12 you know what I mean but the first time I smoked was like a cigarette 
and then after that, I smoked weed the first time when I was in like seventh grade, something like it was a summer, something like that, like seventh or eighth grade. You know, just some of my friends. You know, we just had. Some, I remember the first time it was with Ben and my homie Tommy, bro. Shout out to Ben, you know, homeboy shoot my video. Yeah. First time smoking with him. I remember I didn't get high until like my eighth time, seventh time smoking, bro. It was weird. Like, you know, I, I would like smoke eighth a bowl. Time, I would smoke bro? like a bowl with a couple homies and I just wouldn't get high. And the next thing you know, like one day we smoke a joint with me, Tommy, and my homie Ben. And then uh, my homie Tommy looks in my eyes like, bro, this dude's about to get high, bro. And then he takes out this gravity bond that he made out of, uh, you know, those jugs of water that you can keep in like, you know, the gallon jugs for Shoji. You know, those gallon jugs. And uh, threw in a fat-ass bowl, and I ripped that shit, cleared it, and I was lit, man. Out of what, a pipe or a bong? Or? Out of, yeah, out of out of a, basically a homemade bong. Oh, G-bong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit was. The G-bongs, man. Yeah, yeah one time. Fun. Funny ass time is when I turned 18, I was in this G-Bong outside in the morning before school. I thought my mom was already gone. And then she opened up the door like out of nowhere. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like she hadn't left uh, for work. Right. And I, and she's just like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm fucking 18, mom. God damn. <laughs> like I'm 18 now. Like I can right. smoke, do what I want. Like I'm just hitting yeah. this G-Bong, bro. Like, Damn, oh man. my God. Yeah, I had shit like that before too, definitely. Shit, hilarious. Yeah, did you ever get caught or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I got caught my first time smoking weed on my 13th birthday, man. Like, Oh, I shit. At, I was at a skate park, you know On your 13th birthday, 13th birthday, bro? I was at a skate park. My parents picked me up to go take, to take me out to go get pizza. Yeah. And they look at my eyes, bro. Yeah, they my know, eyes yeah. just red as the devil. I had that happen dog. before like, that too. Shit Fuck. Was, and, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I remember my dad and mom like just like went to my, you know what I'm saying? They went to the shit and they were like, yeah, we found some weed, you know? Like, and I was like, man. They found it? Yeah, so I was like, you know, I kind of just told them, I was like, listen, it's not a bad thing, you know? I was like, at the, even at that time, I was super young, but I was like, yo, there's like, two types of people in this world you know there's like lazy stoners and there's like productive stoners exactly you know? yeah I, i'm trying to be a productive stoner exactly you know? that's like, how my like so whole uh like premise was let me too go to when school, i was like let me yeah. give you the grades you want exactly see, yeah you know what i'm saying and we proved to you that i can do both at the same time yeah exactly, you know exactly. so and you know but they never agreed with it you know like, I never agreed in my backyard yeah. like they know it you know what i mean but they never agreed with it you know what i mean but and I respect that about them too. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that's just how they are. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, you know, it's fine. You know, I gotta respect that. So on the what? What did you say over there? Hey, uh, Raquito. Uh, it's uh, de agua. He said his eyes was red as the devil's dick. <laughs> oh my god, I've been there. Yo, you want to put that uh, that game in though? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Like, yeah. We about to try to show y'all what's up with this PS1. Yeah, shit. exactly. Get those beats going, man. The PS1, man. What got you? What, how'd you get the PS1, man? PS1 was actually given to me. Uh, it was actually so when I was growing up in my grandma's house, my older cousins they were like, man, they're probably like in their thirties when I was like a young buck, like you know, eight, nine, ten years old. 
and uh, they had a PlayStation that they left at the grandma's house for all the cousins to come and just play, kind of, you know what I mean? So all my cousins, when we would get together, we would all be playing like, you know, Crash Bandicoot, NBA Live, yeah. like Cool Borders, your boy was chilling on everything. So <laughs> we would all come and then, you know, my grandma moved and this and that and the PlayStation kind of, you know, got, got you know, uh, we never really thought about it, but my cousin ended up taking it, my, my youngest cousin. So... Um, the other day I was kicking it with you know not the other day but like you know a little while ago I was kicking it with him and uh, I was like yo man you still play that PS1 and he's like nah bro so I said yo let me take that I got a game I want to try playing which is the beat making game you know what I mean so the MTV music generator so I was like okay well I'll give it to you right now so he gave it to me with two controllers I bought the game and I've just been chilling on that so far but yeah man it's a family PlayStation. That PlayStation has been passed down. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You had it for a yeah, minute. Saying, yeah. Gone through the fam. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of it has a little bit of a sentimental value in it. And uh, what ethnicity are you? Again? I'm, Ar I'm yeah. Armenian. 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 Yeah. Yeah. My parents are actually born in Iran, Tehran, wow. Iran, but as Armenians though. I'm actually a first generation born. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Matter of fact, yeah. I just recently last summer learned how to read and write Armenian. I always knew how to speak it and understand it, but I just recently learned how to read and write. That's dope, language, man. That's you know dope. I mean, so yeah, it actually, only took me seven days too. Believe it or not, seven days. No yes, way, so, man. No way. I would I would go outside of my house, bro. I'd smoke a blunt. <laughs> I'll come back in the house. I'll tell my mom. Well, actually, it started off like this. So I'm with my grandma and I asked her to give me the first five letters, which I already knew like the first two. So. I got them down. Then, like two weeks later, I asked my mom, "Like, mom, give me the next five, right?" And then after that, it was next day after next day after next day. I would smoke in my backyard. I'd come inside. I'd be like, "Yo, give me the next five. Give me the next five. Give yeah, me the next yeah. five. And then after like seven days, I was already like, because people don't understand. But when you learn a letter, you have to learn how to spot it out of nowhere, not in order from like saying A, B, C, D, mm -hmm. E, F, G. Like you have to be able to look at J and say that's J. You know what I mean? Rather than. Uh, just just you know, know the order know, yeah, yeah, so, and I was already doing that within like the seventh day yeah to me it was like art that's why it was easy because each letter is an art form you know what I mean definitely definitely so it's just memorizing strokes that's interesting man that's mm -hmm. interesting you know hell yeah if I were to give you a painting and tell you to reconstruct it or redraw it yeah that's basically it so uh for the People that might be interested in what you said about uh, keto, what are you eating right now? Right now, your boy <laughs> eating a shitload of eggs and bacon. <laughs> Trees for breakfast, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But The good greens. The good greens for you breakfast. Get some water. Just keep going. But keep, yeah, no, so I'll yeah. wake up in the morning. I'll probably eat like eggs, bacon. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. And then uh, some avocado, some cheese. You know, and then dinner is always just your choice of meat and your choice of vegetable. You know what I mean? So you're basically going to get like a steak with some broccoli or some spinach or some, you know, a big ass salad or something like that. That's how you got to keep it going. Because what happens? Make you healthier? Well, I need to go I mean, I'm sure it does. There is some proof. Does that it, it does. make you there healthier? There is some proof that it does make your cholesterol better and your blood sugar level better. 
you know, my blood pressure is actually looking better than what it was before I started doing this. Yeah. Um, but um, I would say that what it does that's special, though, is that it just takes you into a state of burning fat, which is a good fuel for your body rather than burning carbs and sugar. So it's a little bit of a transition, you know what I mean? But other than that, it's been smooth. Yeah, it's good know? to reset the body, mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it is. It's it's it cle- it's made my whole you know like system. My inner internally, I feel a lot better. You know what I mean? Definitely, you have more energy. Yeah, more. But energy sometimes you're fatigued, right? A little. Sometimes bit. you get fatigued when you're running a fast because I fast every I fast 17 hours a day too. You know what I mean? Just like this man right over here too, God right? Damn, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. So, but you know, you get it done. It's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. It's not that bad at all. But when do you think you're gonna maybe go back to? Um, Eating just normal balance. Probably like within the next month or two. I'm thinking like by okay. September. So no lunch. No, no yeah, breakfast. No, no breakfast. So no breakfast. Damn. No cereal. No oatmeal. Man, you eat breakfast. You be eating those pops and shit, bro. Love the pops back in the day. Yo, you putting that game in? Yeah, it's in already. Oh, what is that, fellas? The demo mode. So yeah, man. Yeah, the music was dope, man. That was dope. You were just fucking. You made your own beat on the PS One, bro. PlayStation, bro. (laughs) Right on, man. Just having fun with it, man. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Just taking music and having fun. Definitely, man. So, what are your plans for the future? My plans for the future is to, you know, graduate, get this degree, and. uh trying to go for my CPA license, you know what I mean? And trying to get that done and do music at the same time. But at the end of the day, it's all for the music. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. You know, keep getting, saving up, getting that capital. Yeah. And then make the right 100%. investments and, you know, exactly. be able to be living how you want to live, do. you know? Hell yeah. Well, damn, man. I'm Yo. fucking hype. You Hell were on yeah. the podcast, Just, man. I can't I'm even talk right now. Hey. I'm pretty faded right now. Oh, man. Props and shout out. Hopefully, get some wings out later. But yeah, shout outs. Yeah, yeah. Sh- shout outs hey, to, to everybody, man. And thank you for why we create, man. Like, this is dope. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Y'all got a little insight on why I create. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know it, man. You know, you know it. Yeah. All right, guys. Shout out to everybody, yo. Till next time. Till next time, man. Peace. Peace. For the full interview, go to Why We Create TV on YouTube or check us out at whywecreatepodcast.com. Yay!